0: let's take our Bibles today and let's turn to the book of Proverbs, chapter 28, Proverbs chapter 28. Hope you all had a great time so far. I don't know, are we keeping score to see who's in the lead? Uh, Brother Metcalf? We don't know yet. You don't know yet, okay, all right, so that means you got to keep competing, keep going hard, and uh, we will see, and, and you never know who can come out. On top. So, all right, Proverbs chapter 28, verse, if you have it, say hallelujah. Hallelujah. There you go, there you go. Proverbs 28, verse number 13. The Bible says, He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. Heavenly Father, I pray now that you would take your word today. In this specific message, and help our hearts, God, to be clear once it's said and done. Pray that you would move through every single aisle in every single heart. And help us all, Father, to make sure that we apply this this passage, this verse, to our life. We ask these things in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. A lot of times... You have teenagers, adults, girls, guys, men, women, and to be very honest, both the saved and the lost. When we get caught up in sin, we tend to hide it. And Solomon, in the wisdom and the instruction of the Holy Spirit of God, tells us that if we hide our sins, we will not prosper. And a lot of times, we want to do the same thing that you see on the screen. Don't say nothing. Don't do nothing. But I want us to see what the Word of God has to say about hiding sin. First of all, I want us to understand why... People hide sin. Now, again, we had mentioned it last message, but I'll just reiterate it, just say it again, just for sake of those who might have come, miss, uh, not coming on time. Sin is anything we do that displeases God. There are a couple of words in the Bible for sin. The word sin actually means to miss the mark. God set a standard, and you were not able to make it. The Ten Commandments. God wants the Ten Commandments, us to keep the Ten Commandments, uh, but we can't. We miss the mark. That's why the Ten Commandments cannot save us. The Ten Commandments point us to the Lord Jesus Christ. So there's a mark there of perfection that we can't hit. That's sin. Then there is iniquity. Iniquity means to twist, to take something that's good and make it bad. So it's like a, it's like a, a joke. Like, you know, some people have jokes and it's supposed to be funny. But some people can have like a dirty joke. And so the joke is going along really good. And then at the end, it's like, oh, man, that's a, that's a dirty joke. Why do you say that? But what they do is they take something that's good and they twist it. That's iniquity. And then uh, we have iniquity, we have sin, and we have transgression. Transgression is to break the law. Um, maybe some of you were driving here today and you broke the law on your way here, right? The law is 75 and you're like, or 70 and you're like, well, uh, they, won't, they won't mess with us at five over, Okay? So, so we have that that sin and that understanding of sin, and what some people do is hide sin. And so, when the verse says, "He that covereth his sins," it's exactly what you see on the screen. It's that we try to hide behind whatever we put in front of us, so that we do not have to face our sin, and so that other people don't see our sins. And so, so we put this cover on. That's what the word cover means: to hide, to clothe, to conceal. And so why do people hide their sins? Why do young people hide their sins? Why do adults hide their sins? Well, there's several reasons. Number one, they don't want to stop. I love this expression. Sin is like the credit card. Buy now, pay later. Some of you are in love with your sin. And you do not want to stop. And whoever preaches whatever message, you will get more upset when someone preaches about a sin that you're in love with than you do when someone takes God's name in vain. Some people just hide their sin because they say, I don't want to keep doing it. Some people hide their sins because they don't want to be embarrassed. Preacher, if I tell someone what my sin is, every single person is going to laugh at me and so you hide it another reason why people don't confess their sins they don't want to get punished if my mom or dad found out what i'm doing i would be grounded until i'm retiring i would be ground i would get kicked out of school i would get kicked out of the youth group and these are the thoughts that people have in their minds so i don't i don't want to get punished Another reason why people hide sin, they don't understand God. You're trying to hide from God who sees all things. And because you are able to confuse, or or not confuse, but because you're able to convince a few people that you don't have a problem with sin, you think you can hide from God. In fact, you might be the best person in the youth group, you might know the most verses have the most Christian service points, and you're hiding sin. And everybody's applauding you for your your outstanding service and and your your growth to God. But in in the recesses, in the back of your mind, in your life, you are hiding sins that you don't want anyone to know about. Oh, how it would damage your reputation for people to actually know what you struggle with. So people cover their sins. We don't understand God. We, we do these things. Now, how do people cover their sins? They use, the, they use the cover of darkness. Any police officers or former police officers in here? Would you Raise your hand. Any? None? Okay. Uh, I, I'm not a police officer, but I will tell you this. If I was a police officer, I would expect a lot of crimes to happen at night. The Bible says, John chapter 3, verse 19. Men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. Some of you wait until the nighttime and your parents are asleep to commit that sin. Some of you some of you probably sneak out of the house at night to go somewhere your parents would be. So upset with you if they know you were going there. But you, you take the cover of night. You wait till everyone's asleep. You wait till there's no one around that can see you. So people hide their sins and they use the cover of night. Some people do this. They blame others. And yes, they cover, the, they cover it with, 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 with the, the, the darkness, but they also blame others. And here's what they say. Well, I only did it because she made me do it. You know, the fact of the matter is, you did it because you wanted to do it. And you could blame your parents and, well, if my dad was around, I wouldn't act like this. Or if I had more money, I wouldn't have to steal. Or if I had more, more brains, I wouldn't have to cheat. You could make every excuse in the book, but all you're doing is hiding behind a sin that you chose to do. It's your sin. It's your choice. We cover it in darkness. We blame others. Or we just simply ignore it. We we make it a, a a little term. We we change the term, and it's no no longer fornication. Ah, friends with benefits. So it's not as bad, right? That 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 doesn't sound too bad, does it? Recovering sin, folks. So, what is the result? He that covereth his sins shall not prosper. Prosper means to advance, succeed, or be profitable. You are not going to be a success in God's eyes if you keep hiding sin. Some of the the effects of sin. Failure. There is emotionally, uh, the Bible says in Psalm 32 verse 4, David had sinned and committed adultery with another man's wife. And he says in Psalm 32 verse 4, For day and night thy hand was heavy upon me. The more you hide sin and the more you drag sin around emotionally, that's the conviction of the Holy Spirit of God. If you are saved, you could hide sin as much as you want, but there is a conviction, a conviction. That's the Holy Spirit of God's conviction. Now, if you are lost, you too can have conviction as well if you allow the Holy Spirit to, to work in your life as he is wooing you and drawing you to salvation. But I can tell you right now, if you're saved, if you know Jesus Christ as Lord and personal Savior, as I preach this message, the Holy Spirit is putting his finger on that sin right now. There's that emotional covering or that emotional um, failure. Then there's the spiritual as well. Uh, Isaiah 59 verses 1 and 2 says, uh, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that he cannot save, neither his ear heavy that he cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God. Your prayer life is weak. Your Bible reading is non-existent. You come to church and you're bored. You used to come to church and be excited. You used to come to church and want to get involved. But now you come to church and it's just a time to sleep and stay on your phone. Why? Because it has separated. You have more love for your sin than you do for your God. So the things that get you riled up about your sin, you are excited for. You could stay up all night to commit that sin, but you can't stay awake for an hour in a message. You're separated from God. If this is God over here. And that's Satan over there. That's the world. That's, that's all the evil. The more we go towards our sin, the more we go towards Satan, the further we get away from God. And I'm not talking about losing your salvation. I'm talking about losing your fellowship. And you can't sing those songs like you used to sing those songs. Before, when you used to sing, that was your testimony. Now, now, it's just some words on a page. You know what you've become? Are you used to be Christian. You used to be on fire for God. You used to love to go soul winning. You, lo- you used to love sharing the gospel. You used to love your parents. You used to love your pastor. You used to. But your sin has separated you from your God. Emotionally, there's failure. Spiritually, there's failure. But then there's something else that happens. Is Joe here? Where's Joe? All right, he's going to come up. Let me tell you what else happens. This is something that happens about sin. It's also found in the book of Proverbs chapter number five. I think, I think when he spilled out the milk, he also dropped his phone. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter number 5, you can have a seat, Joe. Proverbs chapter 5, verse 20 and 21. We could turn there real quick. Proverbs 5, verse 20 and 21. This is a powerful verse. Connect these real quick. Bible says in Proverbs chapter 5, verse 20, And why will thou, my son, be ravished with a strange woman, and embrace the bosom of a stranger? For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his goings. Notice verse 22. His own iniquities shall take the wicked himself, and he shall be holden with the cords of his sins. You say, what does that mean, he shall be holden with the cords of his sins. This represents. You could click them together. This represents sin. I want to show you how the devil works. This is Joe. You can let it go. Let it go. He's going to try. Going to try get high for the first time. Okay. He's going to do it at night. His parents are asleep. He's going to break out of the house and he's going to try. And what sin has a tendency to do is to bind us. But, Joe, get up, get up out of this chair. And watch what happens, folks. You ready for this? The first time you go and get high, you don't get caught. Nothing happens. Have a seat. So you say, hey, this is pretty good. No one saw me. I'm okay. Okay. now this time, you go, and it's a little bit harder. But Joe, you can get up, right? You can get up. Yeah, yeah. You're good. Have a seat. The more you commit that sin, the more you get used and comfortable with Satan and following his steps, the more you get engulfed in that sin, it will bind you, it will bind you, it will bind you, and the cords of your sins will bind you. And you're probably here wondering why. Why in the world did this man and woman leave their children at home to bring me all the way here to Lattimore, North Carolina, For a day when they could be home with their families, when they could be home getting some rest from the week. Why did they bring me here? Young people, I'll tell you why. Because verse number 23 says this, of Proverbs chapter chapter 5. He shall die without instruction, and in the greatness of his folly he shall go astray. Because that youth pastor and youth pastor's wife knows this. If you continue on this path of sin, one day you will go so far into sin that you may never get out. And you will be holden, You will be stuck. You will be trapped. You will be caught in the cords of your sins. Some of you are on the verge of this right now. And your your pastor and youth pastor and youth leaders have been preaching messages and the Holy Spirit's convicting you. The more you resist the Holy Spirit of God, the easier it becomes to resist him. But the more you obey the Holy Spirit of God, the easier it is to obey him. And you might be too cool for school, and you might be too cool for this group, and you might think you're the, you're the hip guy and the, and the pretty girl and all of that stuff. That's fine. But I'll tell you this. Sin has a way of chewing you up and spitting you out. And there's some young people today. This might be the last opportunity before sin gets you. We have young men in our country walking around who try drugs, And someone, we use the term, I think you all use it here as well, they lace the drugs and they put something inside the drugs. And here are are guys, I'm driving around. I'm driving around and I see their face and their face, I could tell they're not even 22 yet. And they're on the street picking up stuff like this. And you're like, what are they picking up? They don't know it. I don't know. They're just picking up stuff. Why? Because somewhere along the line, they thought they could get away with sin and sin caught them. And I heard a preacher one time say this, they're out of state right now because their mind is gone, they will never get saved. They don't have the capacity to get saved. They don't have the capacity to know right from wrong. Their brain is fried. His own sins shall hold him. You going to keep covering your sins? And here's what's going to happen. Numbers thirty two twenty three. Be sure your sins will find you out. Your sins and my sins, the longer we hide them, they're going to get exposed. One way or another, God is going to expose that sin. So what should we do? Back to Proverbs chapter 28. He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. To confess sins means to remove the cover. Confession also can have the aspect of agreeing with your sin with God. Not calling sin some pet name, but calling sin the same thing God calls it. We have to confess. Now, the question is who do we need to confess to? Number one, we need to confess to God. David, again, he said in Psalm 50, 51, verse 4, Against thee, thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. Maybe today, right in your chair, right at this altar, right outside these doors. You need to fall on your face and say, God, I've been sinning against you. You need to confess to God. The second person that you may have to confess to is the person you sinned against or sinned with. Maybe you did something to someone. Maybe you stole something. Maybe you you did something, and no one else knows that it's you that did it. And today you may need to make a phone call or go to someone in this room and apologize for the sin that you committed to them. This This is how we confess sin. This is how we get things right. So you want to confess to God? You want to confess possibly with the person you've been running the streets with, the person you've been doing the sin with, that knows that you go to church, that believes that you're a Christian. In fact, the reason they're not saved is they're saying to themselves, if you and I are doing the same sin, why do I need your God? And maybe you need to confess to them, I've been a horrible testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want you to know, I got it right this weekend, and I need to get it right with you. Confess to God. Confess to the person that you sinned with or against. Number three, Confess to someone who can help. This is not a message where you come up front here and stand behind the pulpit and tell everybody your sin. That's not, that's not the point. The point is you may have to grab someone who is an adult, who is mature, that can help you with the sin and confess it to that person alone. That's what you need to do. Stop trying to take the sin on by yourself. I can't handle sin by myself. What makes you think you can? None of us can Confess it to someone who can help. So what do we do with sin? Don't cover it. Confess it. Forsake it. Forsake to leave, to loose, to let alone, to abandon. Give it up. I'm going to say something that's going to shock some of you. And I know most of you won't won't agree, but I'm going to say it anyway. For some of you, you need to give your parents or your pastor your cell phone for like the next two months. You say, how am I going to make calls? Uh, I don't know. But I know if you keep using that phone to do the sin that you're doing, you're going to end up like this. That's what I do know. I don't know how you're going to make the calls. I don't know if there are pay phones around anymore. Is that even a thing? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. But I do know this. The longer you stay in that sin, the harder it's going to be to get out. In fact, you know what the Word of God says? If thy right hand offend thee, cut it off. Does that literally mean cut it off? No, it doesn't mean literally, but it means that you're willing to do whatever it takes to get rid of the sin. And let me tell you this. I was a youth pastor for 10 years. I know teenagers would do anything for points and donuts. All right, we got a game. Walk on the ground and eat gravel. How many points? 200,000 points. All right, I'll go first. I'll eat the gravel part. Can you get the sand? So I know teenagers are willing to do stuff. For points. Are you willing to do stuff for your Savior? are you going to keep hold of that sin? Bible says, He that covereth his sins shall not prosper. But whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. You know what mercy is? The mercy of God is this. You and I deserve punishment, but God says, I'm not going to give it to you. That's the strange thing about confession. Most people think when they confess, they're going to get punished. With God, when you confess, he gives you mercy. He says, all right, I could punish you right now, but I'm not going to. Why, God? Because you confessed. You forsook. So I give you mercy.